Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm very happy to welcome Benjamin Owen here, and he is a personal coach. We're going to get to learn a little bit about what he does. And before that, just tell us a little bit more about you. Hey, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm an absolute honor to be here and to share with your listeners. I've been a professional coach since I was 21, maybe 22. Can't even remember. And I've had the luxury of working with people through personal transformations since I was very young. I've always been really interested in helping people perform at their very best. Uh, I was an elite athlete when I was younger, and I just really wanted to achieve the highest pinnacles of my career. You know, I wanted to go to the Olympics. I wanted to be the best at my sport. And I was very, very lucky to have some amazing coaches and, and I was lucky that the sport, there were sports coaches. And even though they were the sports coaches, they had a real big part of my life. They were like mentors and they helped me through some of the biggest challenges and struggles in my life. You know, I was, when my stepdad passed away when I was 18, I'd go down to the track and I would have my coach just, you know, take care of my training. He'd ask me questions about my life and he supported me. And uh, these, this figure in my life became very instrumental. And in I just wanted to do that for other people. And the the thing I noticed in my life, I was exceptionally talented. I was a very talented young man. And despite this extreme amount of talent, it wasn't met with a stable, consistent ability to perform. Uh, And that's where the self-sabotage came in. I would always seemingly, like, I didn't even realize until I was like 30 this was going on. I would seemingly have huge, huge highs followed by crashing lows. I'd, I'd do something like win a national championships and then I would go and get drunk and then not fulfill a, a race meet that I needed to go to the following week. And it was just kind of this boom or bust attitude that I had as a young guy. And it was okay. I was, I was young. Yeah, at the same time, these boom and bust things got bigger and bigger as I got older. Uh, I tore my hamstring, which ended my running career. I would go out and drink too much alcohol on the weekends in front of clients, even though I had a sterling reputation in my business. And what I noticed was I I didn't really, like I said before, I didn't really understand this was something that was going on for me until I was wise enough to start saying, hang on a second, actually there's there's some level of self-sabotage going on here. I'm not where I want to be in my life, despite all the money I've poured into self-development. You know, I'm, I didn't like the Ferraris and the Porsches and the and the, the expensive cars. I had a really expensive personal development bill. <laughs> uh, and then it came to a head when I was around about 30 years old where my marriage, you know, I'd only been married for a year and that, you know, ended in divorce. It wasn't, you know, a big thing. It was just the wrong person, but it was the way that I dealt with that. You know, when I got kicked down, it wasn't a knock down. It was a knockout in my eyes and I really again, did some things I wasn't proud of and just dealt with it in a really terrible way. And I was really out of integrity as a coach. You know, I was, I was had like, you know, a couple of, couple of people who were paying me to help them with their life and their, their transformations and their fitness. And I was just out of integrity. So it, it got to the point where I really needed to take some action and, and started to implement everything that I had learned about. And that, this was like, uh, you know, everyone, Everyone has these stories, but I think it's your darkest dark is your lightest light. It was this moment I was standing in the shower, had a headache, 
And I was like, this isn't right. You know, I'm so tight. I'm so angry. I'm so pissed off with myself all the time. I keep missing the mark. I keep not breaking through. And that put in place a series of decisions, which then led to me discovering a number of, of like massive, massive changes in my life that helped me start to overcome the self-sabotaging patterns of behaviors that I could spot. And as if by magic, my relationships improved. I met my mentor, who's now my business partner, my 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 uh, my business partner Pete as well, and we created something called the Awaken Man Project, which was where guys just like me could come and get help. And it was like you know, it was a big big shift. And and what I wanted to part on the people listening is that these are really subtle things. Like self sabotage is such a subtle, nuanced. Uh, behavior that you if you can spot it and label it you will change your life you will change your life and and um i do you know before the, the interview kyle you mentioned that it's something that's happened to you i just want to ask like where how do you think self-sabotage showed up for you in the past and i'll tell you when like when i was young i i, I loved to draw i loved to paint i had an opportunity to to get with a, a really good painter who would would uh train me to be better than what i was i i blew it i just i i I didn't even want to go i tossed it out the window well that was an opportunity that i don't know why i did that but i just did when i'd have a relationship and it'd be a good relationship i would do something stupid to ruin it every time when I started my career working with the city, I, I was working my way up. I made supervisor and I probably could have gone further on, but I would do stupid things to hold me back. It, it, it seems everything that I approach, as soon as I am about to hit that pinnacle, I do something that just puts me right back down at the bottom again. And I don't understand why do I keep doing that? Mm-hmm. yeah I, I can resonate same same for me and same for so many of my clients i've worked with i've been it's been doing this so long i've noticed it in clients and this is and, and this is and kyle and i think the people listening as well is that sometimes we feel like we're broken we're we're the only one who does stupid shit like this is like <laughs> is that we're like we give ourselves such a hard time I've worked with Wall Street bankers. I've worked with barristers, lawyers, solicitors, high-paid people, managers, CEOs, everything, to professional athletes. And everyone does this. Everyone does it. And, like, for me, that was like, hang on a second. This is, like, it's it's uniquely human. <laughs> it's just like we we believe we're somehow broken or, fall, you know, we're, we're, we fail because we have this this pattern and it and it's it's not it's what makes us human and i want to share with you in this, in this this conversation like first of all the understanding about what this is and i because i think this is like the theory behind it i only learned when i worked with a guy called phil stutz um uh, so phil stutz if you, if you haven't heard of him if you're listening in he wrote the netflix documentary stutz with jonah hill jonah hill from Superbad and famous hollywood actor and he, he Jonah was one of his uh, therapy clients. He's a very, very famous therapist in Hollywood. And he follows the work of a guy called Carl Jung. And, you know, all it's very, very deep in, you know, well-researched psychological practice. And, and I followed his work because 
he talked about this thing called part X. And, and part X is this part of you that is there to quote unquote, you know, F up your life. Like really it's, it's there. And if you're honest with yourself, if you're listening in this, if you like, you know, you just explained, I just explained, it's always been there. It's always been this self-saboteur, this, this part of me, it's just a part that if I allow it, it can take hold of my relationships, my attention, my sex life, my, my, my performance and strangle it to the point where I can't move forwards. And it, across all the people I've ever coached, I, I could see it. It's like, this is part of them. It's just running the show, whether, it, whether it's, it's an inner critic, whether it's a, a high state emotion, whether it's a narrative. And, it, and I was like, hang on a second. How come I'm getting some of these such like high performing people like, like yourself, you're a high performing man. You've got this big force for growth and desire to do good in the world. How come you're doing this dumb thing like sabotaging yourself? I couldn't explain it. And he came up with this narrative about part X that really, really spoke to me and it made it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that he explained it is Einstein's theory of of um of is it is it Newton's? No, Newton's third law, not Einstein's. It's Newton's third law mm-hmm. is that if you remember like uh high school physics, it's like every every force has an equal and opposing force. And like, I get that in physics in the real world, but like, what about spiritual physics? Now we're going deep here guys. So hold on. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, like Kyle, you've got a big force for growth. You do this podcast. You want to give to the world. You want to create, you want to, you want to get people and share the vibe. And this is a big part of growth for you. And so you're going to be met with an inner force which is going to oppose that, which is your part X. So it's every force, like a force for growth, has an equal force, which is a force for destruction. Mm. And this exists everywhere in the world. It exists in the body, it exists in nature. And it was, I was like, that makes so much sense. So the bigger, the more I'm trying to drive to, to, to change the world, I'm going to be met with this force for destruction. And it's up to me to, to battle that every single day. And and this is where I started to learn. It's like, ah, oh, right, okay. So it's not just a, a thing like. And this is something I learned about part, about self sabotage. Sometimes we do just something really dumb in a moment that sabotages our relationships or our performance. Like for me, it's not paying attention to detail. Mm-hmm. In the moment where I'm about to do an exchange with a client, where I really need to slow down and book it in and be really precise or pay attention to money. I speed up and I, I would railroad through things and and I'd have like podcast guests arriving and I didn't even know where they were there or I would have a deal where I didn't write them out the right amount of the invoice down and all these little things, these details I'd miss were the things that my mentor at the time said, Ben, I think you self-sabotage. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm always trying to grow my life and grow. He's like, no, no, you self-sabotage. Look what you've done there. And that's a repeated pattern for you. And I was like, oh my gosh. And for for me, that was like a real signal to go a mile deep on this. And this is where I started to unpick the work, you know, I've been talking about. Is this making sense, by the way, Carl? Yeah, but I I have a question, though, because something that I've thought about here in the last few minutes is, is it because I am afraid that while I'm doing something and I, I make a mistake, that I'm going to to ruin it, and so in, in, instead of that 
you know, whatever happens while I'm trying, why don't I just go ahead and screw it up? That way I can just get it over with. If the, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I, and I think <clears throat> that's where there's a, there's a real distinction is there's two things that go on in in self-sabotage which is conscious self-sabotage which what you said there mm-hmm. i consciously make a decision to block myself i consciously do something i know is going to be a, a hand grenade to my success <laughs> it's just like um you consci- you're conscious about it you know i think trying to think of an, an example of this is you you're having a i don't drink anymore but i'm having a beer with my pal and I know I can't drive after that second beer. I know I can't. Uh, I know the second beer leads to the third and the fifth and the tenth. Yeah, I still consciously make a decision. <laughs> it's that, yeah. And it's not a judgment. It's like it's like I know that if I have that second beer, I'm I'm consciously deciding that my my tomorrow is going to be more difficult. And that's conscious. It's okay. And it's like okay, that happens a lot. And equally, there's unconscious self-sabotage. It's self-sabotage that you don't even realize that's going on. And we're going to talk about that, how to spot it in a second, because that's the that, I think, is the more disruptive of the two. Because I think there's moments where we decide, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to put myself for the, forward for that job interview. Oh, I'm not going to turn up to that job interview. I'm not going to go and put myself onto a dating site. Whatever, we, we, we opt into. But sometimes it's when we subconsciously react to something and we do something dumb, which is even worse. And I think that's the one that happens way more frequently. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Because I'm, I guess I'm afraid of failure. And so mm. instead of I'm putting forth the effort and I make a mistake, I'm just going to go ahead and make the mistake. But yeah. you're saying, you're saying there's two parts to this. It's conscious and subconscious. So I guess what I'm trying to say is true. And then there's that other part of me that just doesn't mean to, but does it. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is something that um, part of the tools, part of the stuff that Phil Stutz talked about is this idea of the of the reversal of desire and and what we what we need to train ourselves to do is reverse the desire to move away from pain and like you know with a lot of clients what i'm often doing is selling them pain and like listen push towards your pain push towards the failure and that's where you'll get your success and so we get clients taking risks every day and you know i'll talk about risk in a second but risk is a big part of 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 learning about self-sabotage like oh my gosh there's a risk coming up and I'll do something to stop me from moving into the risk. So yeah, it's a it's it's a big part of self sabotage, definitely. And so what what I noticed that it wasn't just about these conscious sabotaging patterns where you know, the, like I said, explain that 
it was more the unconscious where moment to moment, my attention would be spoiled or taken away by little tiny habits that robbed me of my most valuable asset, which was my attention or all my state. So think about this, like you're listening in, you're doing the dishes, okay? You're doing the dishes and you're about to go and maybe write a script or film a video or go and do some great work. And then you just, all of a sudden you start to have this like naughty, angry, pissed off voice in the back of your head that starts to say, and it starts to run a dialogue about your boss, about how he's a pain in the ass and he's not great. And he's and like, as you're doing the dishes, you're winding yourself up to the point where you're so toxic about what you've just been thinking about. Your state's gone, your attention's gone, your happiness is gone, and then you're expected to go and do great work. You're driving, and this, there's, a, there's a story about the, the wrench, the guy, um, he drives past the garage on his way out into the desert and he drives past the garage and then he drives about 400 meters down the road and his, his, his tires or it pops. So he's got to change his tire. He can't find a wrench in his car. So he walks back to the garage and as he's walking towards the garage, the guys in his head go, I bet that guy's not, I bet he's not going to lend me a wrench. Oh, I bet I'll get there and he, and he'll have a wrench and he won't even give it to me. And I, I bet he's got a wrench. He won't give it to me. And he'll even try and charge it. And he just, just winds himself up to the point where he walks into the garage and he just shouts at the garage owner. He goes, fine, effing keep your wrench and walks out. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's like, and it's like the, the Jack story, the wrench story, you might've heard it before. But I think that's what we do is we we wind ourselves to, to the point where we can't connect. We can't move forwards. We can't go on a stage. We can't take that big gig. And that's part X. That's that part of us that's there to steal the very thing that will move us forward in our life, which is our state and our attention. And and again, it's self-sabotage. But it's we've never really looked at it like that. <laughs> you're not you're not in there, you're not in there, brother. Is, it, is that hitting for you? you? You're hitting home. And like I said before, part X will your 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 inner enemy will convince you that a knockback is a complete knockout. And I am forever like I, I work with about 50 guys on a daily basis. I've got a men's group. It's super powerful. I'm forever saying that, dude, this is just a knockback, knock, not, not a knockout. And like when they see it like that, is that your inner enemy will help you confuse a knockback with a knockout. It's like, Kyle, this is game over for you, not just a, a, a micro failure. And when you can reclaim that, it's like, oh, this is just a knockback. It helps you to get back up way quicker. And life is going, it's, it's inevitable. Like, you know, one of the, the three constants in life is pain, uncertainty, and constant work. They're the three constants. Like, you can't guarantee anything else but those three things. And, like, you're going to get knockbacks. But if you confuse them with being, being flawed, that's when part X, you know, your sabotage has, has won. It's kicked. It's like if you think about this, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people have asked me in the past, or well, why on earth would this negative, stupid thing, why would we do this to ourselves? And my only my only explanation is the way that the brain is being wired. It's the most important thing for the brain is it's a survival mechanism. It, it keeps us safe over like um survive over thrive. And if I can make tomorrow the same as today, even if it's a shitty tomorrow. I, I've got prediction and response, and that's what the brain is there to do. So if I've got this part of me which is there to create 
certainty, safety, patterns, it serves me to not push too much, not to grow too much because growth is dangerous. It's like, it means there's going to be change, growth and change. So, so um, it's a really important thing to acknowledge is like there's a part of your brain, not all of it, just a part of your brain, which is there to make tomorrow the same as today. And if it, if it does that, it's one. And you've got to actively bring your whole self to overcome that part every single day, every single day. It's a recommitment every single day. Mm -hmm. And this is what uh, I often work with a lot of people. I worked in the fitness industry for a long time. And people think that they're exonerated from that. They'll have a good couple of days and they can take the foot off the gas and then bam, you know, inner enemy, sabotage himself Friday. Most people have like I, they work all week. They work hard on their diet and it gets to Friday then they take their foot off the gas and they build back up and they start again on Monday. And so, so this is what I saw for years. And I was like, then there's got to be a, an explanation for this because it's deeper than just calories and you know support groups and stuff like that. So that's so the first one which you just mentioned, the first symptom of part X is noticing it's a it's a complete helplessness. Helplessness. <laughs> I can't really say that word. Um, it's just confusing a knockback with a knockout. That's the first one. The, the second one is a primal, primitive urge. Now, for guys, now, you know, if guys are listening in, this will be that when you sit down to do your best work or record, your, record something or produce something or go and do some sales work or reach out to whatever you do, you get this massive desire to go and eat. It can be to jerk off. It can be to scroll. It can be to do something that's totally irrelevant, like Hoover the House. <laughs> so it's like it's it's like this primal urge. It's like, oh, I've got to go and do that. And it and it you give into temptation. You dip into that. It's like, okay, I'll just go and do that. And in that moment, what's happened is you've been robbed of your attention. Your attention's gone onto something else that's not as is not going to move you forwards. It's probably going to take you backwards again. Part X in a enemy has won. Do you recognize that, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you feel so guilty after you've given into that temptation. Yeah. And um, I noticed this with with scrolling. So I, I, I work at my, like my laptop, like probably you do imagine. And I would be like, I'd have a work block in my calendar to, to go and write uh, something and create. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've really got to have my phone in my hand. And I'll, I'll check my phone like 10 minutes had gone by. And then all of a sudden, I haven't got enough time to do the whole session. I've just been, I've, I've got to go on to my next call. I've lost time to mindless scrolling. So that's that's the second one, a primal primitive urge to uh, or an impulse. And and that was a big one. When I, when you teach, when I teach guys, it's like, oh yeah. And so what you've got to do with this is, is you've got to learn when your impulses are coming up, what they look like for you. It could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be scrolling, it could be pornography, it could be food. It's normally a vice of some description and it grips you in the moment where you're about to do something to risk your soul. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. If you want to control a man, fracture his attention into tiny little pieces and he's powerless. And look at what's going on. Like, look what's going on. And this is what... Um, there's a war. There is a war going on, and the war is your attention. Like your your attention is the biggest real estate in the world, and and the companies that are out there know how to fracture your attention. They know how to keep your attention, maintain your attention, 
And that's the inner and outer war that you've got to wage every single day. It's like reclaim your biggest asset, which is your attention. And for me, that's been difficult. I, you know, I've, I think I would, I've borderline got ADHD, but I've never got it. Statements in, I've never got it. Because I'm like, it's just, I've got a very fragile attention span. Mm-hmm. So I've got to do everything to help me maintain that. So if you're listening to this and you resonate in it, it is, it's, it is part of a sabotaging mechanism in the button because if you think about this if your attention is gone there's no chance of you moving forwards so reclaiming your attention is a big part of what i do with clients it's like really you know i say to clients focus like reclaim your focus and this is where you start to see high performing people move forwards because they they develop this potency with their attention and their presence men start to be really present with their partners they're not double screening you get people on sales calls that can really, really hold the space and focus on the client. You get fathers who can stop scrolling and be with their kids so they don't feel as guilty. And and this changes, guys, massively. The first step is spot it, spot it, label it. It's like, and this is the first thing I get guys to do. It's just, it's like, ah, I got, I got you. You know, like when you play pool, like I don't know, American pool, I don't know if it's the same as British pool. <laughs> it's like you you have this thing called that you get snookered. And like you when you play your buddy in on on a in a game of pool and he snookers you, you're like, ah, oh, you got me. Like, ah, oh, you had me in a corner there. And this is what you gotta start doing is like, ah, oh, so I'll be, you know. The thing is that you can't, it's a part of you that's never gonna die. It's never going. But you've got to, it's, it's, a, it's your internal sparring partner. It's there to get you stronger. So I'll be on my laptop and I'll be writing and also I'll pick up my phone. And I'm like, oh man, you got me. You know, I'm talking to my, this part X, my inner, inner enemy. I'm like, oh, you got me. You, you stopped me from moving forward. I can see this. And now the moments where I most want to scroll or most want to sabotage myself, I know that I'm on the verge of something big. I know that I'm on, I'm doing great work. I'm doing sole purpose, risky work. That's going to risk me, my soul in front of the world. And it's the same when I go on stage. So I speak on stage um, across the world. I've, I've spoken all you know countries across the world. And before I'll have this narrative that I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to make a mistake that people aren't going to. And it's this part of me that, and again, this this various parts is knockback versus knockout primal primitive urges and impulses. The third one is a narrative that you've been victimized, that you're the loser. Mm-hmm. I, hey, Ben, don't go on the stage. The, the, the previous speaker is way better than you. No one's going to listen to you. And I'm like... <laughs> I do that like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting because like, I've been speaking since I was young. I was like 22, 23 when I started getting on stage. And I've been on all these courses and these things to help me learn how to speak better. I still get it. And it's like, I thought I would like one day be so well-educated on how to speak on stage that I would be free of this voice. And it's, and it's still there. So I was like, hang on a second, this doesn't fit. So you'll never be exonerated from that voice. You've just got to learn like, ah, right. It's really loud today. I'm really going to have to, I'm, I'm about to do something really big. Mm. I, I love that you know it's, it's a really great way to start looking at life you're like oh my god i'm really getting a lot of push in in those moments it's like well actually when you the, when the weight got heavier 
you got stronger. And that's the thing is like these, these moments where you've got to really focus, you've got to push yourself. You've got to go for a walk. If you can't go to the gym, you're like, this is the biggest test for me. I, this is, this is the moment I'm going to grow. And like, we, we know it in the gym and we know pain is good in the gym. Like women, in the gym, like when you, when you feel the burn, you're like, Oh yeah, this is good. But yeah, we deconstruct like out of context when we have to have emotional pain or risk or, or worry or fear, we run the other way. And what I help clients do is run towards their fears. So one, you know, one of the one of the sessions I'll do with a client, I'll just ask like, um, if I had no fear, I would. So I'll say to them, if I had no fear, I would. And and I, I'll, I'll they'll answer the sentence again and again. And I'll just write down the list and I'm like that's your list of goals. <laughs> it's just like and they achieve them they're like oh my god this is and they're like i hated you it was scary it was fearful i wanted to kill you and but yeah i've my life is different because if i had no fear i would go on that first date with with sarah from work if i had no fear i would go on tinder and start my dating if i had no fear i would go and go for the promotion and ask for a bigger salary and the first thing I do with clients is just get them to go and do it. It's really part. It's so amazing. It's amazing. And they just push into the fear and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. So, so what, so what happens is like you start to create this, like, these games and, and experiences with, with my, with clients or people I work with that are risky. So we get them to take risks and those risks start paying off. Mm. Yeah. They take 10 risks and only five pay off, but they start to realize that life will, grows when you take risk. And that's probably like, you know, where I want to kind of finish about self-sabotage is that what is it all trying to do? What's self-sabotage stopping you from doing? It's taking risk, taking, taking these micro risks every day where you're showing up, you're pushing yourself, you're growing. And if it can shut that down on a, on a conscious or unconscious scale, it's done its job. And so if you want to fight this part of yourself, um, it's it's a daily practice. It's a daily practice to spot it, label it, and say there are tools. And you know, but I don't think we've got enough time in the podcast to go into it. But there are tools that you can use to fight this part of yourself. And when clients start to do that, their life just changes. It's amazing, and you see people who have been limited for years start to take risks again, and and then risks create momentum. And the momentum makes the life just like go, you know, so it's, yeah, that's, that's where, and and I just want to attest to this because I noticed this in my relationships. I noticed it in my finances. I noticed it in all parts of my life. And I'm still going to make mistakes and I'm still going to make probably some self-sabotaging mistakes. But when I got really present with this, I, my life changed. It, and it, and I've seen it with clients as well. So it, if you're listening to this and you've listened this far in, I'm really grateful because you've given me and Kyle, your attention, your greatest asset. Uh, and as if there's anything that, you know, you want to ask me about, um, I'm happy to, I, I love this stuff because I know how powerful it is for people. And when you do this work, this is the the work that changes your life. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite evangelic about that. So if people want to get a hold of you, do you have like a website? Yeah. So um, we have the Awaken Man Project podcast. So like um, I work for a company called Awaken Man. I set that up with my business partners. 
So the Awake Command Project podcast, we talk about everything from relationships to money to to all sorts. Like you know, we've been doing what Carl's doing as well, just growing that steadily over the years. Um, and we've also got a a specific podcast which is seven parts, and it's all about self sabotage. And it's called, and you can find that on innerenemy.com. So it's innerenemy.com. And we've actually, we've actually, like, there's a small charge for it because it's so valuable. And what people pay for, they pay attention to. So we've, we said it's like a small charge, like 20 bucks or something. And that will just, it'll pop into your Spotify or your, your, um, whatever podcast you, you listen to on. And you can listen to it. And, and me and Pete go a mile deep on Inner Enemy and we go through some of the tools. And it's, yeah, it's the it's the very same things that we teach our high-paying clients and, and it really works. So if you want to go, and you can also follow me on at Coach Benjamin Owen on Instagram. I'm just one of those people that if you say hello, I, I say hi back and I'm like a real person. You know, I'm not, you, do you know what I mean, Kyle? Some people on Instagram are just like after the followers, I'm after the relationships. So yeah, man, hopefully, uh this podcast podcast gets out to as many people as possible because I think it's something that is not talked about because it's not sexy and it's not happy and it's not, it's quite, it's quite, it speaks to the darker part of the self, but yeah, it's, it's powerful. Well, what I'm going to do is I'll put all your links in the description to make it easier for folks to find you. And man, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. You've opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I'm doing. Hey man, we'll just spot it and label it and uh give me a give me an Instagram message when you spot it as well, just saying, dude, I've just seen it. It's uh the knockback versus the knockout. It could be the the it could be the the primal urges. <laughs> well, again, thank you. And I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, well, I hope you'll come back. Hit that subscribe button for my regulars. You guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Listen to the Vibes. You can catch us on Buzzsprout or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook at The Vibes Broadcast Network. 